Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have a bit of an interesting one for you, a little bit different to what we normally uh, talk about. We have on the show Hugo Martin and Harry Nataris from ABS Business Sales and um, Hugo and Harry uh, talk to us about some very interesting things. I guess firstly a bit of a background, Hugo is a certified business broker and registered business valuer with more more than 15 years as a business broker and in 2018 was awarded Queensland Business Broker of the Year. Um, Harry is also a certified business broker and registered business valuer with ABS Business Sales. Now, in this episode with um, Harry and Hugo, we were going to talk about the state of the market, but as it turned out, we got a little bit distracted talking about some really interesting approaches to marketing that Hugo and Harry have adopted um, in their Pinot Fridays. So we talk about marketing. Um, We talk about life as a business broker and some of the challenges, but we also talk about the challenges and the opportunities uh, for business owners as a whole as we dig into the type of content that Hugo and Harry talk about on their Pinot Fridays. Um, And I think it's such a great conversation because we talk about the importance of differentiation in the market. We talk about the the importance of having a client-centric focus Um, and also the importance of um, really having a highly motivated and engaged team. And all of these things are not just hugely important for creating value for businesses at sale, uh, but they're also important for anyone who's in the business broking industry to keep in mind in terms of um, how we can differentiate ourselves in this market. So without further ado, Here is Hugo and Harry. Hugo and Harry, a huge welcome to the Deal Room podcast. Thank you. Now, I've wanted to record this for a while because I have heard um, around the traps about your Pinot Pinot Fridays. Is that what you call it? Pinot Friday? We do. Tell me all about that. Like, what is that all about? Other than, you know, I, I completely identify with you wanting to finish the uh, the week with um, with with a splash of wine. But um, recording as well, like, this is something new. Well, about five years ago, my wife said to me, said, here you go, you should get into this social media stuff because she works in social media. And Harry and I said... No, she said that about eight years ago. Eight it years took ago. us three or four years to get into it. That's Sorry, that's, yeah. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> And anyway, so she said, you should get out there before anybody else does. And nobody was doing anything really or any significance in terms of social media, certainly within the business broking network here in Australia. Other than the Deal Room podcast. Other than the Deal Room. Which I had. We just sat down there and, and, and my wife Jane said, just, just do something. So eventually we said, Let, let's just do something. We have no idea what to do. So what, what shall we call it? So... 
uh, we'll do this, this, is, end. this is Hugo's idea, the name of it. So I just said, what about Pinot Friday? Sounds good. Pinot Chardonnay, Pinot Shiraz, Pinot Cap. No, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Pinot, Pinot Friday, Pinot Friday is, is the perfect, perfect title. And so we actually had no idea what we were doing. So we just, I went out and bought this rickety old stand from one of the local shops, stuck the iPhone on it. And they said, well, it can't be that difficult, Harry, can it? <laughs> Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of, um, we'll come back to the Pinot in a moment. So just, um, you know, ho hold on to that thought. But what, what sort of content do you record? So, do you talk about the Pinots or you talk about business? We talked about business. So we thought, you know, let's not make it just, just about business sales because people know we're business brokers. And so that's obvious, you know. Mm. So going out there and doing a hard sell was not what we were intending to do. So we thought, let's just talk about things of interest. So let's actually early in the piece, we used to give it a lot of thought. We did. What would write something? Like five minutes? <laughs> no, no, more than that. <laughs> Eventually, got there to. Uh, it was just too too much time, too hard to give a lot of thought. Believe it or not. Yeah. So we. So Hugo said, "Oh, well, let's just talk about this." So. I said, fine. So we give each other, we do give each other five minutes to yeah, think, about think about the it. topic a little bit, and then we just go and do it. So we thought, let's talk about what are the, what are the key factors in any business environment? What, what do we need? What, what are the ingredients? Well, if we're making a cake, we know what the ingredients need to be. So generally in business, to be successful, what are the key ingredients? So we thought, we'll do leadership, we'll talk about persistence, we'll talk about, um, you know, people, We'll talk about anything except selling businesses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's your whole mode. Uh, talk right. about we anything do, except. We do occasionally talk about, you know, how fabulous we are. There's stuff that's tangential, you know. Yeah. It's got a little bit married up, but... Uh, and Harry, he's a, a trained economist, so he, ha he has a perspective which I uh, hope to emulate at some point <laughs> when I'm about 90. <laughs> <laughs> so he can, he can provide a, a more, you know, Specific, pithy, pithy. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for, pithy. analysis. So, but we did, what I did was, I actually went and made a list of just titles, about 25, all different types of headings, you know, like I said, leadership, persistence, all those type of things, what are the key drivers of any business, the people, marketing, branding, um, just anything and we just thought we'll just talk for five minutes on that particular topic and we'll spend three minutes waffling about a wine and having a drink. It's just been handy because we talk about these topics all right but quite often they come from a layman's point of view yeah and then we switch to or we mention a more technical economist finance yeah. business broking point of view and try, try, try and marry them up. But that, that just happens organically. That's right. And then uh, when, when Hugo talks about the wine, I just sit there and nod, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the technical wine side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the beauty of it is it's totally unrehearsed. And we don't go in there with a script or anything. We just said, this is the topic. Let's make it happen. And look, I think this is an interesting comment. We're going to be talking about different things today initially, but uh, but just while we're on this point, I think it's an interesting thing that we're talking about because we have uh, we have listeners who are um, buyers and sellers of businesses who are accountants, but also uh, you know business brokers. For all of those people, this whole concept of how do you market yourself is an interesting um, and a tangential topic to what I normally talk about. But but 
but relevant to everyone nonetheless. And um, we're actually at, we're almost at 260 or more episodes, I don't know, of The Deal Room now. We're up to almost 400. I've got a second um, podcast that's called Talking Law. We've got, so in total, we've got about 440 episodes. So I, I've, um, and I've hit this interesting point where, because I used to plan things um just like you were saying it, right in the beginning, and now it's more driven on what people want to hear about and and interesting things that I'm hearing around um, in in the market. But it's interesting being a content producer as a uh, you know because that's what you are too, and I love that whole the Pinot concept. And we do have to get to Pinots in a second, but but I'm just interested in in hearing about what you think are you coming at this if you're talking about things that aren't necessarily about um, business sale but but your business is selling businesses um is is your idea that you then have this long communication cycle with businesses as they're preparing to exit or is it more just you're just doing this for the love of it. A bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. I wouldn't overcomplicate it, though. It's not over... I mean, this, this whole thing really was, was a branding exercise, if, if we were totally honest. That's part of it. Right at the beginning, we thought, how do we brand ourselves differently? How do we get out there? How do we utilise the technology that's becoming available to our advantage? And in, in, a, in a space that we had no knowledge of whatsoever. And that's what... And then, and although we talk about general subjects they do they do focus in towards the end on if these if you have fabulous leadership within your organization you will attract great people you will encourage what, what are the key factors to success in business are, are leaders are people who can who can um, who, who can stimulate and attract followers who have a purpose so there's three factors in any leadership. So you look at, you go to Churchill, you know, there has to be a situation, there has to be a, a um, there has to be followers, which was the British people. And, you know, there has to be a, a leader, which was the, the, the individual himself. You combine all those things together in a, in a business context, it's no different. It's interesting, I guess, if we're coming back to, I just want to pick up on a point that you made about the, um, when you started about, um, the different the need to differentiate yourself in a market and i think i i think that's such a good point and i was holding um a webinar last week actually where um i was talking had someone on the panel who had sold um a 1000 person multi multi million dollar business you know he he had a brilliant business um and he was talking about the need to differentiate for every business to differentiate themselves and that that being a um, critical element of creating success in a business. And when I heard that, I just thought that is so, that rings so true to me. And of course, we see businesses, don't we, in our industry, I'm, I'm talking about now the uh, the broking side, we're not brokers, obviously we lawyers, but we see businesses that exit. We see businesses that, um, that have achieved, that achieve real value at sale and what differentiates them from those businesses that struggle to sell or, or struggle to make the value that the owners feel that they should should be getting out of the business that they're selling. And it is some of those fac these factors that we're talking about right now, and I presume that you um, you talk about on on your um, weekly podcast, weekly um, uh, podcast, video, whatever it is. We've done about 100. Every two weeks, yep. 
Right. Yep. That really make the difference in value at, at exit. So that critical customer service element is 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 is, is unifyly, unifyly important to every single business. So even a business like yours, Jonah, you know, the thing that differentiates legal practices really comes down to customer service. It's treating each individual person that walks through that door, you know, as as you know, someone you nurture and, and you deliver service. You, when you happen to deliver a, a technical legal service, we deliver a, a service in terms of knowledge of how you transact a, a, a sale in a business, or or or, um, or, 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 or if you're working on behalf of a buyer. As a buyer's agent, similarly, you know, there's is that it's, it's the ability to deliver a superior customer service that ultimately I think differentiates almost any business. Doesn't matter how good your product is. Um, unless you're Apple, in which case you can just use everybody and get away with it. But unfortunately, we can't. Well, on that note, then, um, like, what what are examples that you've seen of um, of businesses that have really got it all together from all of the elements that you talk about in your fortnightly uh, Pinot Fridays. What's an example of businesses you've dealt with that have got that all together and then gone to market and and that's proven to create a success for them at market? I had a sort of technology business um, that really was, it was about a couple of years, no, just before COVID, this particular one. And the lady who owned it, she had a really, she wasn't from a technology background, but she was very good at understanding people and she was really good at customer service. And she managed to imbue a, a culture within that business of really the importance of the customer. And so she was able to translate that into every transaction that they did, had a almost a customer service um, benchmark that had to be met. And she was immensely successful. And we, we sold, I sold that business to a buyer in, uh, in Singapore. Um, fantastic, trans, fantastic business. Uh, also, within the hospitality space that I come from, the businesses that are easier to sell, and they're never really easy to sell, because, not because of, certainly at the moment because of staff issues, but the ones that really, it's not just a lot of, you see the businesses that some, somehow have everything, but something's missing. So you walk into a you walk into a, a cafe or a restaurant and the hair stands up on the back of your head because it has energy. It has generated something intangible that gives that that business something that holds it together. It's, it's, and, it's, and it comes back to culture and developing this culture. And culture is definition of culture is the glue that holds something together in a simplified way. So if you've got if you can somehow create this culture and it's driven by the by the person that, at the top. At the top. Yeah. They they drive it. They're able to infuse an enthusiasm into the people that work for them. And ultimately, because you don't get very well paid in hospitality, you, you work there because it's fun. It, it, it gives you something. You walk out feeling a better person at the end of the day. You should warn people if they watch MasterChef, don't go over and buy a hospitality business. No, exactly. So you see hospitality businesses that succeed. You, you walk down the street and there's there's ten businesses, three are full, and the others they all look the same. So why it's not the food, 
it's, it's something special. It's, it's, that, it's, it's the culture that's been bred into every single person that worked in that business. And that same applies. I've had manufacturing businesses as well, where you think I was a boring old thing, you know, creating, you know, balustrades and stuff like that. But they again um, treated their customers in the same way. Really strong sense of the importance of the customer. It's not actually rocket science, really. It's um, it's not simple. I was going to say, you may not be rocket science, but it's not simple either, you know. The, the, the ideas perhaps are, are simple and straightforward, but the execution is. When you're doing it from foresight, trying to figure out how you're going to get there, it's tough <laughs> because you have all these impediments, obstacles constantly thrown at you if you're in business. Yeah. But I, I find, you know, with the business I sell, if they look like a business, you know, you go in there and they're functioning and they're busy and they've got staff and they've got a lease and they've got a shop front and they've got a sign and they do things and they've got a website and happy that's customers. Right. To get to that point, it's not easy. No. It sounds straightforward, but that's all you've got to do. You know, right. to keep it simple and just keep plodding along. Love it, but that's all you've got to do. Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you have someone who's a leader, who understands what what the core they keep it drivers of that exactly. business? It happens, yeah. Because you and it's relentless as well. You can never give up. Nothing. I've got there. Sit back and enjoy it. No, yeah. there is no relenting. You have got. There's got to be no no error. There has to be a touch of tyranny in this. <laughs> nice tyranny. Uh, yeah. Benevolent dictatorship. Yeah, you do. I mean, the businesses I've had hospitality. I had a philosophy that said, that said basically there, there is absolutely no room forever. We, have a, we work on 100% satisfaction. You cannot make a mistake. Obviously, that's not possible. But if you approach it with, we cannot yeah, make a mistake. Because yeah. you know, some of the staff would say to me, Hugo, you're nuts. How can, how can that be the case? I said, if you're lying on the operating theatre and the, and the brain surgeon's got your head open, do you think there's room for error? He goes, there isn't. So there's no room for error in what we do either. You might just be serving food, but there's no. And I think, because we all make mistakes, that's fine. But you know, if you have that philosophy of driven passion for excellence, and, and that comes through supporting the people that work for you to make that happen, they're, they're, they're the critical, isn't nothing, like Harry said, it's not, it's not that yeah, complex. It's not complex, it's just difficult. It's just difficult. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually, just literally two days ago, I hired a um, uh, someone to become the engagement manager for our team because you know we've got we've got uh, an amazing team, but one of the things that is super important to me is that we have team that are fulfilled by what they do because uh, team that are uh, engaged and you you know um, we've got a legal firm so we've got a lot of smart you know is the, the lawyers have studied a lot they're they're technically. Um, on top of things, but it's it's also about finding um, in the legal profession a way to connect um, our lawyers and our team with with something bigger, you know, in the connection to our clients, the connection to the purpose of what we're doing. But but I do find an area like law is one of those ones where it's really hard to to find examples to follow of how to create that great culture uh, because it's not an uh, an industry that's known for having great culture for for staff, right? So um, I had a I had a I had a lawyer I had a, I had a, um, a law student work for me at the library here in, in Brisbane 
and he worked for me for about four years. And he, he was ducks at in law at UQ. And then he went to become a senior partner at one of the major law companies here in town. And then he went to Cambridge and did a master's in law, but really smart kid. And he, he's now a senior partner in one of the major law firms here in Australia. And he wrote to us to say that the thing that differentiated him in in, in his industry, he said, was the lessons he learned for the four years that he worked as a waiter. He said, you know what, I apply exactly the same philosophy behind every transaction that I do. Every person that walks in to, as a client to me, I treat as if I was a waiter at serving them at a table. He said, that's the core difference between me and, and, and some of my colleagues. And, and I attribute that to the extra, extraordinary success that I've been able to achieve. Obviously he had worked hard, he was very smart and studied. Nothing like a touch of humility. Exactly. It's, it's just finding those types, they're, they're not big things. They're really tiny things. The respectful things. Aren't respectful yeah. things. It's about getting everyone together and saying, do you realise who's the boss in this, in this whole process? The customer. Because they pay us. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, we have traversed some very interesting issues, but what we have not talked about so far is Pinot. So we've got, I've got the, I've got the glass here. I haven't even filled it up. I was like rushing to the podcast and I feel I've, I've actually, I'm lucky. I mean, I'm um, in lucky because my husband appeared to have been drinking a Pinot last night. So I stole the rest of his Pinot oh, to come to <laughs> a podcast today. But tell me, tell me, please, um, what is the Pinot that you're drinking here today on um, today it's actually Thursday not Pinot Friday today when no. we're recording Pinot, Pinot Thursday State, Peninsula Mornington Peninsula Pinot Noir lovely uh, Paringa was established in 1985 um, by Lindsay McCall and, and this particular vineyard has won numerous awards it's you know one they do fabulous Chardonnays oh to die for. Love Chardonnay. Are they, there yes, you go. Okay, we'll have to put that on my list. Peringa <laughs> so, Estate, that's the estate Chardonnay. This is a peninsula Chardonnay, so this is not, not their top of the range, but still a very, very good wine. And, you know, Pinot is one of those great things. It, it's, 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 it's the holy grail of winemaking. It's you can have it for lunch. And you, still can, you, can, you can do that, but to actually make a Pinot, great Pinot, is, is elusive. It, they just don't behave the way they normally, yeah. a normal, yeah. like a Cabernet or a Shiraz Finicky does. Wines. But when you get it right, it is utterly sublime. It is beautiful. So, so have you tasted this drop yet? No. no. No? Okay. Well, you have to give us notes once you taste it so that we can put it up on the uh, show notes to this podcast. Well, well, make sure you have the microphone on because you have to hear the crack of the bottle and the glug glug because it goes We'll talk about it if, if you want to. We can have a little drink. Okay. We'll do it. Open it up. I want to hear. Okay. okay. And I want to hear the glug glug. This is part of our Pinot Friday. Oh, they're beautiful glasses, by the way. Oh, yeah. So this is part of our ritual. So we look, we look at the colour as, as we pour it and think, <laughs> what do you think of that colour, Harry? That looks like an aged wine, but it's not. It's not. It's, a, it's got a beautiful ruby crimson character, is not it? It's, it's like <laughs> Maybe I'm looking through the wrong light. It looks a little smoky. It does. It's not actually I can, smoky. There is a tiny bit of... Nice. There's elements of smoke. <laughs> not, as much, not as much as... And Adelaide Hills. It's got legs, you it's guys. Got, it's got yeah. legs, so yeah. it's got a fair bit of alcohol. 
Let's have a look. How's it smell? Ah, oh, divine. <laughs> Beautiful. Can you can you can you can you smell those? It's like those, breathing a pizza. The, the bitter cherries, that wonderful <laughs> raspberry. Oh, well, if you, you like say that? so. <laughs> I like it. I like the smell of it. I wish I could describe it. No, as, no, no. It has. It's got beautiful foresty characters. Bramble? Mmm. Definitely bramble. It's got that lovely sort of middle palette yeah. right way across. A bit of vanilla extract, isn't mm, it? A bit of vanilla. <laughs> Okay, I've decided. I, I was actually thinking of setting up a competing channel to your your Pinot uh, Friday. I was thinking of doing Chardonnay Thursday or something. Well, but um, but yeah. I just like you've got this down pat. I can't compete with this. You've definitely differentiated yourselves in the market. <laughs> you've got your own differentiation, and it's exquisite. So do what you're doing. But it's, it's funny because we talk about Pinots and the, the great um, American sat satirist. James Thurber, but this, there was this cartoon of him sitting around a table with some of his colleagues, and they poured this Pinot Noir in this glass or, or, or Burgundy, which is well, Burgundy, which is the region of France, and the red wines they produce is Pinot Noir. So he, they're all sitting there, and there's all these grey-haired sort of academics all all sniffing the wine, and and the, and the guy at the head of the table said, he said. Uh, I said it's it's a naive, domestic little burgundy, but I think you'd be amused by its presumption. All-time <laughs> <laughs> classic. Oh, I love it. So this this Hugo and Harry is Pinot Friday on a Thursday, as we say. Like yes, you know, yes. or full disclosure, it's actually Thursday, yeah. not Friday here. Yeah. <laughs> This, this you have it, folks, is Pinot Friday. I just think that I think it's a great idea, and and I guess sort of rounding out for what it all means for our um, business owners who are listening yeah. in, or indeed our brokers or our accountants. I think part of obviously we've talked about differentiation, yeah. um, and and this is a way for you to differentiate in the market. I love though, um, I love the idea that you take something that you enjoy so much and infuse it into what you do because I guess a lot of business uh, to be fair if we didn't have a passion for what we were doing why would we come in each day and um, and do the hard yards that it takes to run a business run a transaction um, whatever that is but I like the idea you've picked something that you love and then um, combined it with a bit of marketing <laughs> business broken is a tough game the tough game. So you, you've got to find highlights in in, in the week. And it's so a fun have, have to get a bit of fun out of it. You know, it's really about getting outstanding results for both your clients and your customers. And you have a lot of license if you're a business broker as well. You, you do. Go things. You do. Like, I mean, you have an enormous responsibility. I mean, it's, right. a, it's an absolute honour to be able to do this job because we're the, we're the element that helps people convert an asset into cash. You know, it's you with your balance sheets, exactly. Do you know what? That's what I say all the time as well, because, and you know, from a legal perspective, there's, you know, any other area of law um, almost entirely is full of some sort of conflict or, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. but this area is, you know, really it's about finding the win-win and um, yeah. how lucky are we to be in an industry where we can Absolutely. work every day yeah. to help people find the win-win, hey? 
used to that, yeah. <laughs> if only my husband had left me anything to put in my class, but. Love it. Look out for the competing, yes, the competing show. Uh, can I just say, Harry and Hugo, just a huge thank you for joining us on the Deal Room podcast today. It's our pleasure entirely. Thank Thank you very much. Now, if anyone is interested in tuning in to um, Harry and Hugo's Pinot Friday, we're going to put some links in the show notes and we'll also put a link through to the two of you guys so they can make contact with you if um, they're interested in talking about Pinots or, hey, maybe even selling their business. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this episode of the Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com, where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode, as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our legal legals at Aspect Legal. If you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.